welcome to part two of our podcast as we further explore the gut and the microbiome with coach William Dickinson. Today we will dive deeper into the five pillars of good gut health, which are stomach acid, digestive enzymes, bile, motility, and the gut mucosa. We'll also learn how the microbiome interacts with these five pillars and the importance of having a diverse microbiome to combat disease. We will also uncover whether deficiencies in these five pillars are causing your unnecessary symptoms and discomfort. Additionally, William teaches us about what root causes and how it plays into our disease and treatment process. I'll end the episode sharing my own personal experiences working firsthand with William and the successes that I've seen in my own food intake and digestive function. So let's get this gut party started. So William, these five pillars, you know, they, they sound interesting and I'm, I'm curious kind of what they are exactly and what, what symptoms we might have if we're weak in these areas or how we would even know if, if these are issues for us. So the way that I like to structure the five pillars would be to start at the start of the digestive system It's chronological, if it makes sense. So we start with stomach acid. So the function of stomach acid is basically to completely liquefy and dissolve everything that enters your digestive system. Anything that leaves your stomach should be liquid. It should just be completely liquid. And this is really important because all of the other parts of the digestive process, so enzymes, the bile, the absorption, this can't happen with solids. These things all have to be dissolved. So stomach acid is really important for that, for that reason, but it also activates certain enzymes. So look at this more in the, in the second pillar, digestive enzymes. But so they have, they have different enzyme activation ranges. And this is primarily triggered by the pH. So this is this stands for the potential hydrogen. So this is how acidic your stomach is. So if your stomach doesn't reach a pH range of between one and three, the enzyme that the body uses to digest protein, which is pepsin, it just simply cannot work. It cannot activate. It's not functional in a, in a range outside of one to three. So if your stomach acid doesn't get low enough, doesn't get strong enough, not only do you not liquefy all of your food, but you also don't activate the enzymes that you need to, to break down, digest, and absorb protein. So stomach acid, super important. If that one doesn't work, it's going to affect all the rest of the digestive process. Second pillar, we have digestive enzymes. So first of all, before we can even talk about digestive enzymes, we have to talk about what enzymes are. And before we can talk about what enzymes are, we have to talk about what catalysts are, because enzymes are catalysts. So we have to understand the basics here. So the basics of a catalyst is described, and this is a, if you go on Google and you type this in, it will tell you this is exactly what it is. A catalyst is something that speeds up a, a chemical reaction, but it is not used in the process. So this means it helps to make your digestive process happen more quickly. So this is the breaking things down from their big, their big molecules into their little molecules, it makes this happen more quickly and they're not used in the process. So say you have one big molecule of food, it plugs into it, breaks it apart, and then it's still usable and it can go and plug into something else and break that thing down as well. And it happens, it does this over and over and over again throughout the process of the meal that you eat. So you release a certain amount of digestive enzymes, your body is using them over and over and over again to break down and digest that meal. So if this doesn't happen, you basically just don't break down, digest and absorb your food fast enough. So you can imagine what that's gonna look like. That's gonna look like constipation. 
that's going to look like fatigue. Because if you have low digestive enzymes, that's an indicator that you have low systemic enzymes. And these, are en these enzymes are things that speed up processes. So if the processes in your body aren't happening quickly enough, you're going to have brain fog. You're going to have fatigue. You're not going to feel very energetic because everything's being really slowed down because you don't have enough enzymes. So that's the second pillar. That's, that's digestive enzymes. Third, this is my favorite pillar. So I have, a, I have a, a course that talks about the five pillars. All of the classes are about 20 minutes long, but the, the third pillar, bile, is about 40, 45 minutes. I, it's such an interesting pillar. It's so important for, in, in my case, for, for mold and mycotoxin illness, but for people listening, this is the bile is how your body detoxifies all fat soluble toxicity. So this includes mercury. This is a, this is a big one for MS. This includes all of these other molecules that when, when your body's exposed to, will have a tendency to deposit in fatty tissues. And the fattiest tissue that you have in your body is myelin. And that's really important because I'm sure every single person listening to this will know that MS is really connected to myelin. So when we can understand that your body removes fat-soluble toxins with the bile, and fat-soluble toxins, when they aren't removed, get stored in the myelin, we can see that's a really important place that we need to look. So that's one reason I love it. The other reason I really like this is bile is like soap for our intestines. So think about why do you, why do you wash your hands with soap? What, what do you achieve? First of all, if you have any fat or grease there, you're going to get that off. So it's really important for that reason. It enables you to digest and absorb all of your fats that you eat. So this is the healthy fats. This is the unhealthy fats. This is all of the fat-soluble vitamins. So if you take a vitamin A, a vitamin D, E, or K supplement, you need bile to digest and absorb those. If bile isn't working, you're basically just pooping those things out. So it's a waste of money. So you have to make sure this is functioning properly. If you don't have enough vitamin A, enough vitamin D, enough vitamin K, this affects your immune function. This affects your bone health and, and bone density. This affects so many different things. So it's really important for that reason. But to take it even a step further, and I'm, I know you can hear how excited I am talking about this because it's, it's so, so important. As we were talking about before, if you've got pathogenic or let's even just say suboptimal microflora diversity, say you've got a SIBO or some candida or some kind of dysbiosis happening inside the gut, we wash our hands with soap because it kills bacteria and viruses and it strips them off of our hands and flushes them down the sink. The same thing happens in your gut. So if we want to move these organisms through the digestive system and out the other end, we need to have enough bile. So bile is so, so important. I love talking about it. I could do a whole talk just on bile, I'm sure. It's such a fascinating topic, but we'll cut it there for today. So fourth pillar we have is motility. So motility is this, this process of how your body moves food through your digestive system. So I'm, maybe, maybe you've seen, maybe you haven't. Your gut has this, 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 this movement called peristalsis. This is, this is what happens when you feel hungry. So when you feel hungry, your, your gut is going into peristalsis. And this is where your gut lining is like, is like wiggling to move the food through. And this is a really coordinated process. It doesn't just go one way. It's not just from mouth to bar and out. When the food is in your small intestine, it gets sloshed back and forth and back and forth. So all of these different nutrients can be washed over the different sites in the digestive system where they get absorbed. So this is a really carefully coordinated process. It does go from back to forth. So it does affect constipation, diarrhea. If you have a problem with either constipation or diarrhea, 
motility is definitely something you're going to have to take a look at. And this is one of the most difficult pillars to improve the function of physically. So for like bile and stomach acid and the mucosa and all of those other ones, there's a lot of supplements we can take, dietary changes we can do that can be really helpful. But in my experience, motility is the one pillar that is really connected to trauma, really connected to the emotional root cause. And it makes a lot of sense when you think about when we're looking at this, you've got the fight or flight mechanic. So what happens when you're in fight or flight? If you're in fight or flight, your gut either shuts down and just doesn't do anything, it just completely turns off, which is gonna look like constipation, or it tries to just flush everything out as quickly as possible to make you lighter so you can run faster. And that's, that's diarrhea. So if you go to either one of those extremes, it's probably a fight or flight freeze response. So that one is really connected to that. So nervous system work can be really helpful there. Working on the emotional root cause, really important for that. Finally, we have mucosa. So mucosa is, is the leaky gut. The mucosa is that, that one cell thick line of sieve that connects or disconnects your gut and what's outside your body to that blood vessels that are on the other side. It's, that, it's, it's actually one cell thick. It's a really, really small fine line between your gut and your body and this is the mucosa the mucosa is where all of your probiotics live it's where this intestinal permeability function of this this sieve metaphor happens it's the seat of all of your brush border enzymes so these are the enzymes that are present on the microvilli the, the, the lining of the of the intestine so this is this is this is huge this is the seat of leaky gut so if the leaky gut thing that we talked about earlier, that, that sieve analogy is occurring, there's damage to the mucosa. There's damage to the mucosa, you lose the ability to digest starches and disaccharide sugars. You lose the ability to break down histamine. You lose the ability to, to have a strong immune system. Like it's, a, it's, it's massive, it's significant. But they all are, and they all have their, their place. We have to look at all of them and figure out where the weakness is and support it. I think it's also worth noting, just before I finish up with, with these, the five pillars are built on a foundation of a strong, healthy, diverse microbiome. So the reason that I made it the five pillars with the probiotics or the, the, the microbiome as the foundation is while all of the pillars do affect and they, they, each other and they do have an interplay, the effect that the microbiome has on each of the pillars and the pillars have on the microbiome is so deeply intrinsically connected. Your microflora decides what your stomach acid level productions are. They clean the stomach of pathogens. They create many digestive enzymes. They heal the mucosa. They remove toxins from the bile. They do so many different things. They're so intricately linked with the function of all the five pillars. I decided that they needed to have their own thing that was just, it's, it's so important. So the thing to remember with the microbiome is diversity is the key. The, the more diverse your microbiome, the better. There's, there's, this is easily Googleable. You can go on Google and type in all diseases versus microbiome diversity. The more diverse your microbiome, the less likelihood of you developing literally any, diff, any kind of chronic disease. So this is MS, this is also Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, diabetes, everything, every single disease, the higher your microbiome diversity, the less likelihood of developing any kind of disease. So super, super, super important. Cannot be understated how important the microbiome is.
You know, I've heard you speak several times, but I feel like I'm being educated every time. Like, it's just, <laughs> I feel like I'm in like a university class with all of this information. So it is. It, it really, as I said, it is the the last five years of absorbing every single piece of information on the internet, filtering through all of that ninety five percent of trash. So I feel like now all I try to share is just golden nugget after golden nugget after golden nugget because these are just the things that work, you know, I just get rid of all that waffle, get rid of all of the stuff that did nothing. It was just a waste of time and a waste of money and just tell you the things that actually make the difference. So I, I know it can really be a lot. It can almost feel a little bit overwhelming, but it's, it's the, the quality of the information that's really important. And these are the things that will make the difference. And it's so interesting when you talk about the five pillars and symptoms, like I know, you know, for myself and for other people with MS, like this idea of eating and then feeling exhausted or fatigued after, like that's a very common one that I've talked with many people with MS about. And, and obviously that piece about constipation because motility is a huge issue with MS. And just, so just hearing about these, these different things and, and, and learning like, okay, maybe this is, maybe this is the reason for, for what's going on. And, and maybe there's hope then too, if, if we yeah. can identify where the weakness is and maybe we can do something to fix it so yeah well, well i would even go a step further and i would i would and maybe i sound a bit arrogant or maybe i sound really confident i would say we can take the maybe out because there is no maybe there like this is it this is this is your digestive system this is this is anatomy and physiology this is what is inside your body this is how your gut works so if it isn't working it has to the, the root of that has to be somewhere it has to be something and hundred percent of the time it's one of these five things because this is this is the anatomy of your gut that's great and i know from personal experience myself i've re i've received so much relief from so many of these things so i'm grateful for it and i i feel like i'm a testament to you know investigating these things and working on them that it that it really does provide a lot of benefit that's that's really nice to hear i would i would be interested if you'd feel comfortable sharing a little bit more about how implementing some of these changes in your life what you actually notice like tangibly as as results you want me to do that right now if you're comfortable okay that's fine so um i think um some of some of the things um because i've incorporated um some of the the juicing techniques and the shake techniques that i actually do better my stomach finds a much easier time digesting it so i don't find myself exhausted after food um I'm constantly thinking about how you, you reference this idea of your body's always doing the smartest thing. Uh -huh. And so I think about that. So if my body gives me a reaction that I don't think it should be, I, I think about, well, what's, what's the reason for it? And trying to, to look deeper as opposed to just saying like, I hate my body, I hate food and stuff. So that's been, that's been a movement for me. And probably the, the biggest freedom is uh, the motility stuff, being able to go to the bathroom, because obviously, um, obviously with MS and having spasticity, it gets worse with constipation and moving gets even harder. So just being able to get your bowels moving. And I know that's kind of, obviously the people listening to this podcast, they know it because MS, that's a very yeah. common thing. So people shouldn't be squeamish about it, but there's so much freedom. Like it's kind of feels like a victory every time you go to the bathroom. Yes. It is. I've no. been there as well. I yeah. know exactly how that feels. Yeah. It's, 
while the the sweetness of that does fade off I, I would say after maybe a year or two there's still always that part in the back of your mind where you're just like this is really satisfying you know i'm so happy with this achievement of this this wonderful bowel movement that i've, I've allowed into the world <laughs> So one, one other thing um, that I really um, enjoyed talking with you and, and working with you is that you had mentioned this before that you accumulated this gigantic cupboard full of supplements. And I have to say myself, uh, I have a huge cupboard of supplements and obviously very costly supplements. And I know that anyone with, in, with MS or who works with a naturopath might also have a gigantic yes. cupboard of supplements. And our first meeting together, you said you try to keep it down to five or six supplements that you know that work for you. And, you know, you go through this idea of if you don't know that it's helping you, then why are you taking it? And so I've, I've learned that. And so some of the supplements that I didn't know if it was helping, I stopped taking them and, and I realized really quickly that I needed them. So, so it's kind of refreshing, again, hearing about, you know, these five pillars, about these things that we can that we can work on and this idea that everything doesn't have to be so abstract mm -hmm. yeah. it can be very tangible yes so you you mentioned about um this course so what what exactly is this course and how could um other people um get a hold of this course that you're offering okay so this course is the five pillars this is exactly what we've just been talking about today but broken down into more tangible steps so as i said slightly a couple of minutes ago each class is about 20 minutes so there's a class on each of the five pillars there's also one about the microbiome and then there's one episode that's called the big picture which is like okay so great we've got all of this information like what do i do with that what does a day of eating look like what does the day of supplementation look like and it also comes with with a workbook that gives you some really nice there's some there's a really nice graphic on that i'm trying to recall it exactly in my mind it looks like a temple with five pillars and it gives you an idea of based on your symptomology what what is the symptom telling you which pillar is struggling and what can you do straight away for immediate symptom relief and what can you do in the long term to help your body fix this so sometimes these are the same thing this is something that's really interesting about healing your body's symptoms, so this is this is touching on a point you just made when you said, my body's doing something, why is it the most intelligent thing for it to be doing this? And this is always true. So we have to ask the question, well, if I have the symptom and I can make the symptom go away by supporting my body somehow, this isn't making the symptom go away by suppressing it with the medication. That's different. I'm not saying don't do that. Medication definitely has its place. But that's different. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about here is when your body expresses a symptom, and you support your body through that symptom so it doesn't need to express that symptom anymore and the symptom goes away that is a really good indicator that you are aligning yourself with health moving forward because your body has communicated with you saying i need some help you've given it some help and that means it's now functioning better which is what you need to you need to hold it in a state where it's functioning better and you just keep doing that and it will heal given enough time so all of your symptoms are clues or indicators that it needs a little bit of help somewhere. And then if you can make the symptom go away by providing the support, eventually you won't need to provide the support anymore and the symptom will, the, the, thing, the problem will heal itself because your body knows how to fix itself. Everybody knows that. Cut your hand, you don't question that it's just gonna heal itself. 
because you know your body heals itself. So it's, it's no different with chronic health problems. It, it's encouraging hearing you say that because I think so often with MS, uh, we think that our body is our enemy and that it's not working mm -hmm. for us. So just this idea that, you know, our body wants to survive. It wants to, it wants to bring healing to us and, it, and it's trying everything it can to, to kind of create that equilibrium back in our body. So what we see as dysfunction might be the body actually trying to push us forward towards healing. So Yeah, I would think of it, think of dysfunction actually as adaptation. And then you have to ask the question, why is this adaptation happening? Make it so that it doesn't have to happen and it doesn't. It's really, it really sounds a bit too simple, but I really find that there is some elegant sophistication in simplicity. And that's really where the truth is because your body is, is really quite simple, but it's also very complex at the same time. Mm. So I know for myself, every time I hear you speak, I, I keep learning more. And I know for, for those listening to the podcast that have never, have never heard of you or, or heard you speak, you know, we talk about this course and you said it, it's five pillars course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and we will put some in the show notes, we'll put some links um, for access to that. One of the services that I offer that is very sort of like beginner friendly and the place that I start every, everybody that I work with or that is looking to actually find healing is a consultation that I offer called a root cause consultation. So this is a consultation designed to look at where you're at, look at the symptoms that you have, cover any lab testing. So maybe you've done some functional testing like stool testing, blood tests, organic acids, genetic tests like 23andMe through a, a provider or something. Send me all of these testing. You send me all of your symptoms, food diary, basically just throw every single scrap of information that you have, even like medical history and familial symptoms, just anything that you think is relevant, you just send it all to me. I review it all. We have a consultation and I'll help you try to understand what is happening inside your body, why, where your body's asking for help and how we can provide that help. And I'll outline like a game plan of what it's going to look like providing your body with the support that it's asking for. And then you're free to either try to start implementing some of that by yourself, or we can work together if I feel like we're a good fit. And I think I can get you some really amazing results. I'll take you on. We'll work together, implement some of those changes. And well, the rest is history. Healing does take time, but you will notice changes very, very rapidly. I think it's not an understatement to say that within this, within these 12 weeks, I very often, in fact, most of the time, help my clients achieve a 60 to 80% reduction in symptoms in just 12 weeks. So maybe this isn't everything. Like maybe, maybe Jody's a good example. Does she still have a mess at the end of 12 weeks? Yes. I mean, that's not going to change that quickly, but constipation is improved. Things are changing, you know, not feeling so fatigued after eating. Things are changing, you know, and you, you don't really get to control the speed, but you get to control the direction. And the question you have to ask is, am I staying still or getting worse or are things improving? If things are improving, you're on the right trajectory. So just keep doing what you're doing. If things are stationary or they're getting worse, you need to change something. Your body's asking for help in a different way that you're not providing it. We need to figure out what that is and change the direction, the direction, the trajectory so that you're moving towards healing. And then you stay on that trajectory. And sometimes it takes some time. It could take a year, it could take five years. I don't know. I don't know where you're currently at. But if you keep that trajectory and the direction going in the right way, healing is literally inevitable. You don't, you don't have control over the speed. But if you control that direction, you will heal. It's inevitable. You will get there eventually. 
No, it's always encouraging hearing you speak and obviously living through my my own experiences working one to one with you. Um, but just knowing your own journey too, right? Like hearing how bad things were you with the chronic fatigue and, and being kind of bedridden for like a year yeah. and a half of your life and coming out of it. It's not, it's kind of, it feels like like you're the real deal as opposed to these yeah. MS is so marketed to you. Like all of these people promise these quick fixes and, and guarantees. And it, mm-hmm. and it, if someone hasn't gone through the challenges that we have, it doesn't really feel believable. And we don't want to, really put our our money on or maybe we have and we've been burned by it because mm-hmm. you know this source isn't isn't the best source and I know for myself I've I've certainly done that I spent thousands of dollars um, working with other professionals and unfortunately at the end I've got I've had nothing to show with it until now yeah and I have to say that you talk about the root cause analysis and I think that's such a that's that's kind of become the like the the cliche word lately I think mm-hmm. I've seen I heard it first from you, but now I'm seeing all these ads pop up and the <laughs> root cause things, but, but it's, it's, it's fascinating. And I've loved to, cause I did that. I like, I sent two or three different emails loaded with, I, with probably like 20 different attachments of tests I've had. And the thing is with MS, it, you know, we go to naturopaths, we want to, we want to heal. So we pay big money for these tests, but then we have no one to interpret them. Yeah. So, it, so it's encouraging, you know, I send all this stuff over to you and then suddenly you know what all this means and you can even dissect it on, on a deeper level. So yeah, I think that's that's one of the biggest and most profound differences that, that should be established about working with, say, like a doctor and a coach is doctors, they have, they're so tightly packed in their schedule. They don't have time to, to care about you that much because they just have to get onto the next patient. Whereas... In coaching and i feel like this is why i have such a high success rate in the work that i do is i take time to answer every question that my clients have and and it's a, a fundamental part of the protocol that they understand everything that they're doing because if you don't know why you're doing something first of all you're probably not likely to stick to it but you're also probably going to do it wrong so it's really important that you you get why you're doing the things that you do and then in, and this is also something i really like is you then go away and I don't have to work with you forever, you know, because you now know how to heal yourself. And there's, there's plenty of people that need this kind of help and support. So I'm not going to run out of clients anytime soon. But eventually, if I put myself out of business, I'll say, job well done. And I'll go and find some other career. Um, how else can people learn more about you? Like what social media platforms are you? Okay. So best option is either Facebook, my personal profile. You can just look for my name, William Dickinson. Or you can go on YouTube and you can type my name, William Dickinson. If you want to follow that up with almost any topic, especially like gut-related stuff, I've got videos on SIBO and mold and loads of different stuff. So if you just type my name on YouTube, followed by the topic of your choice, you'll probably find a video that's going to answer some of the questions that you have. So YouTube's a really good option because it's very search-friendly. But if you just want to keep up to date with me or you want to get in contact with me, Facebook is definitely the best option. So like I said, I'm going to make sure we put all these links up in the show notes um, so that people can, can learn more about you, get in contact with you. Well, William, thank you for taking the time uh, to talk with me today and sharing these golden nuggets that you've uncovered thank yourself you. in the last five years. It's, it's a privilege to not have to do that five years of research ourselves, but we can, we can learn you know, firsthand 
All right. So thanks again, William. And um, I'm sure we'll chat again soon. My pleasure. I'll see you soon. I hope that these two podcast episodes have given you a lot of food for thought and a lot more to digest on. Be sure to check out the show notes to learn more about William Dickinson, his course on the five pillars of the gut, and how to learn more from him on YouTube.